1: Do you need a good laugh, a pick-me-up in the middle of the week? Are you looking for some uncommon sense, the right words at the right time? Are you at the end of your rope? Help has arrived! Grab that rope and listen to Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived with Camille Sanzone. Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on W4WN, the all-women radio station.
2: To be humble, to be kind. A giving of peace in your mind To a stranger, to a friend To give in such a way that has no end We are love, we are one We are how we treat each other when the day is done We are
0: like they used to. They look like you do. That's right. You feel like Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. Wish that it were. But you're a hero. You're a hero. You're a hero. Everyone listening. TGIW. Thank God it's Wednesday. This is Tie a Knot. And hang on. Help has arrived. I'm Camille Sanzone, your host, author, stand-up comedian, seminar facilitator, keynote speaker, philosopher, poet, pirate, pawn, and a king. Okay got carried away scratch those last three if you're a regular listener thank you welcome back and if you have somehow stumbled upon my show today it is no coincidence this show is for you and I mean you you know when I watch the late night shows as I often do it it just seems awkward to me when the host is always using the word everybody Come back, everybody, or they introduce a guest. And now we're going to have our guest, Gloria Steinem, everybody. Put your hands together, everybody. Uh, it seems like it's like a superlative. You know, it's it's an unnecessary word. And I know when I used to listen to talk radio years ago, I liked thinking they were talking to me personally. So I know once in a while I may say people or friends, but I'm talking to you individually, wherever you are in the world listening And wherever throughout the United States you're listening, I'm talking to you. Today's show may have special meaning for you. It may not. But if you liked it, you'll want to listen to it again, or you want to check out some of the other shows you missed, or if this is the first time you're listening and want to see what I've done before, uh, just go to our affiliate station. And in the archives at iHeartRadio.com, put my name, Camille Sanzone, or the name of the show, tie a knot and hang on, and uh, the word episodes will come up. Select it, and then all of my episodes, the titles and descriptions will be there. And you can listen as you will when you can. Today's topic happens to be, can single people be happy? Hmm. We also have a call-in number. And if you'd like to give me your opinion, or to share some of your experiences, whether you've been happy single, it's 561 uh, 623 The topic just came to my mind the other day, perhaps because I'm preparing for, for my wedding. I'm getting married later this month, and uh, I have been happy single at different times in my life. I've usually been in some kind of long-term relationship, and in fact, the person I'm getting married to is my life partner of 20 years already, so we've been in uncommon law marriage, we keep saying Barbara and I, so now that it's legal in Florida, we're actually going to do the deed, and happy to do it. Uh, But anyway, a friend of mine who happens to be single, and has been single more than not uh, in the last 30, 35 years that I know her, is one of the, the... One of the happiest people I know, and we'll talk more about that later. So I started thinking, can single people be happy? Because you know, you have family if you're single, or you remember the time when you were single, how everybody was always, uh, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? When are you getting married? And of course, once you're married, when are you having a baby? Uh, People, society are always trying to push us along, you know, push us along the way. And it's then with with goodwill but what used to get me was when unhappily married people were always coaxing other people to get married I mean is it true that misery loves company I can understand it if you have this wonderful supportive loving caring relationship that you want others to have that too but more often than not it was the one who was not happily married who would tell everybody else come on come on get on the boat get on the boat get on the boat you know always struck me funny Anyway, doing research for the topic, uh, I found this book. It's called Singled Out, How Singles Are Stereotyped, Stigmatized, and Ignored, and Still Live Happily Ever After. The author's name is Bella Paolo. She's a psychologist. Now, she says, in response to claims that married people live longer, that those who stayed either single or stayed married lived the longest. She's those who divorced or were widowed had shorter lives. So what matters is consistency then, not whether you're married or not. Uh, I understand that she is about 60 now, and she's a visiting professor at the University of California, Santa Barbara. And she's described as a warm, enthusiastic presence who wears a wide smile and no trace of makeup. Throughout high school and college, she felt as if she were waiting for a switch to turn on that would finally make her want to find a partner. And then she says she realized there was no switch. She remembers thinking, this is who I am. I'm single. I love it. Her phrase for it is single at heart. She says she has simply never had what she calls the urge to merge. For someone single at heart, she says, being coupled would feel as unnatural and constrictive as a heterosexual marriage would feel to a gay man. Now, I don't know the age range of people listening. I'm sure they're, they're, runs the gamut, but so I don't know how many of you remember the comedian who since passed away, Alan King. He was I just loved his delivery. I thought he was really funny. And he had a great line about marriage. He said, you know, they say married people live longer, but it's not true. It only seems longer. <laughs> so, if you want a long, slow death, he <laughs> was really funny. Anyway, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about marriage. That's why when they say, till death do us part, uh, for some people that would be the only way. And murder seems like a pretty good uh, option for some people at some point. Yeah, what can I say? Anyway. In the old days when it was for better or worse, my dad used to get annoyed when he would hear about couples getting divorced and marrying again, getting divorced again. And he said, P- people just don't take the vows seriously anymore. It's not for better or worse. It's till until something better comes along. And he'd get mad. He and my mom were married 54 years. Uh, at least four were happy the first. Four. I don't know. Anyway, when he passed away. In February of 2012, Ellen McCarthy wrote an article. I think it was for the... Yeah, it was for the Washington Post. And the title of the article was Some People Never Find the Love of Their Lives and Live to Tell About It. In the article, she writes about a woman named Wendy Bateman. That's Brateman, not Bateman. Brateman, B-R-A-I-T-M-A-N. She calls her one of the enlightened singles bloggers. Uh, in case you're interested, the blog, the name of the blog is First Person Singular, if you want to check it out. Now, what she writes, Wendy, says it can be marvelous to be free, yet she admits she's always wanted a partner, and she's about 58 now, and she still would like a partner. Apparently, she's still single. She grew up in Queens, she says, watching her father dote on her mother. She saw her brother become a wonderful husband, and she doesn't think marriage is broken, and does not think life at least her life is better lived alone it just worked out that way i don't know how many of you've read the, uh, the autobiography that diane keaton wrote i think it was a, a year or two ago i've i've read it it's very good it's called then again and she writes in the book because she's never been married and people on talk shows are always asking her how come she never got married she's you know had the opportunity to meet so many men in hollywood and she always i don't know if it's she jokingly always answers no one's ever asked <laughs> but in her book she says i never found a home in the arms of any man now wendy braitman says its it's been the same for her i guess for women who want to be married and aren't and for men who want to be married and aren't whether males female, heterosexual, homosexual. We all think that right person will eventually show up. But most people don't think that, that it's going to be such a long detour until that person shows up. Nonetheless, Wendy says that she remains hopeful, but nonetheless happy in a single life. Now, the friend I started to tell you about just a few minutes ago, who has been single for 30, 35 years that I know her, and pri- primarily, primarily, single. She's had a few relationships, but none that I recall were live in for any uh, substantial period of time. But she's one of the happiest people I know. She's a lot of very interesting, talented friends who are committed to her, and she is a very good friend. Uh, her friends keep her in their loop. You know, I'll talk in a minute about, um, you know, it might be in that same book I was talking about, Stigmatized, that DePaolo wrote, how sometimes when you are have been married, And you get divorced, the circle of friends you had or made during the marriage tend to pick one or the other or just simply don't invite either of you to anything anymore. And you have to kind of cultivate a whole new circle of friends as a single person. Uh, So you're kind of being punished for the divorce or for the separation but uh, not in my friend's case. She keeps in close touch with her friends. She goes out. She makes an active social life. And that, I think, is its not a trick, but that's the strategy or that's um, just being positive and being proactive in your life. She goes on cruises, she goes out to clubs, uh, she hears friends play music, she plays guitar and piano, she sings professionally herself from time to time. Uh, She has always sung professionally throughout her life at different times. You might say, in fact I said it to her recently, (laughs) music is her muse, it's in essence her lover, it's the fulcrum of her life. She admits that no one makes her feel the way music does. So for anyone who has a life that does not include a significant other, it's up to you to, to make a good life, a happy life. Doesn't mean you want to stay a single, you want to stay without a partner all of your life. But as I've said on other shows, it's not really a matter of finding the right person so much as it is becoming the right person. I believe if you are happy, truly happy yourself, you will be the magnet that pulls to you people with whom you can be happy. Now, whether you choose to make it a relationship or just uh, see them on occasion or make them, uh, as Whoopi Goldberg is always saying, that she just has somebody over for an hour and then she sends them home. She doesn't want anybody sleeping over and they know the rule that she's not getting married again. She mentions it again on the show today, The View. She mentions it frequently, which always makes the audience laugh, how she gets serviced, as she kind of puts it herself. She says she has a drawer uh, full of tools that she uses, but there are times in which she wants physical contact. So she calls a friend or a buddy, as we're wont to say, but they know they must leave. There are no no, uh, sleepovers, as the kids might say. Now... In this blog that Wendy writes, she says, "I'm not single; I'm just not taken. I'm on reserve for the one who deserves my heart." Hmm. So the question is really not, "Can single people be happy?" But are people happy to be single? That's two, there are two different questions there, because one implies that you want to be part of a couple, so but you can be happy while you're single. Then there are the others who are confirmed bachelors or bachelorettes who just prefer being single. They don't want to get married. They don't want what they think of as the uh, restrictions or constrictions of marriage. They can't be monogamous, for instance, some people. And, of course, marriages are marriages are marriages. Some people have open ones, and they they tell each other. <laughs> They're free to go out, they have hall passes. They can have relations sexually with other people as long as they don't get their heart involved. You know, I don't know how you do that. How do you tell yourself, your heart, your mind? Um, I can only be physically sexual with this person. But if I start liking them, I'm in trouble. So I better not be with somebody that I think I could be attracted to in any other way but sexually. I think they get into a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, especially when you've probably seen Lifetime movies, if no other, where they have a a man. Usually it's the man who wants to invite a third person into the relationship, maybe not on a permanent basis, but, you know, for a threesome. And at first the wife is, well, hesitant, reluctant. Reluctant. And then very often, it's the wife then who wants to continue that. And then it's the husband who's jealous. But there are all kinds of relationships. And people are getting very creative these days, coming up with the different kinds of relationships they choose to be in. I've heard some people compare single people who claim to be happy single to fat people who claim to be happy fat. Hmm. I think there's some kind of judgment there altogether. But in some ways, I think it's a valid comparison. But if we say it in another way, it rings more true. That is, someone could legitimately say they are not unhappy being single. Or that they are not unhappy being fat or overweight. That they're not concerned about their image. They don't care what other people think because they feel they're healthy and they're vibrant and they don't feel they have to fit into society's image of whatever size is supposed to be right for a woman or a man at whatever age. You know, I was engaged to be married when I was 24. I happened to call off the wedding a month before the date was due. Now, coming from a large Italian family, I have lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and out of the woodwork, I wouldn't even recognize second third cousins I haven't seen I still live in New York, but one of my aunts in particular, was always pushing us, especially the single nieces, not so much the nephews, was always pushing us to find a nice man and get married. Almost at almost every wedding, she would sidle up next to me and she would point towards the bride and whisper, "You could be next." So at the next memorial service (laughs) we happened to attend together, I sidled up next to her and I pointed at the casket and whispered, you could be next. At first, she was kind of startled, you know. But then she, we both just started laughing, which of course caused some disapproving glances at the two of us from the rest of the family. But what can you do? Listen, my my brother and I used to find things to laugh about. I think it was probably a defense mechanism, because in in at least those days, Italian children were told they would have to kiss the deceased person goodbye. You know, if you if you remember the uh, the movie with. Um, Oh, uh, God, she was the, the flying nun. I'll think of her name in a second. Anyway, she played the part of Sybil from the book. And that's supposedly when her multiple personality came out because she was forced to kiss this person in the, in the casket. But anyway, We were used to it. I went to my first funeral when I was six years old, and I remember my cousin and I practicing kissing on uh, the aluminum or iron folding chairs to see what it was like to kiss something that was cold. But I digress. I digress. Another quote I came across about being single says, Being single doesn't mean that you know nothing about love. Sometimes being solo is wiser than being in a false relationship. Well, you've met people who simply have to be in a relationship, good, bad, or indifferent. They have to be in a relationship. I mean, usually, in fact, those people will have someone in mind before they even break up because they don't want that space in between. They don't want that space in between. But for many people, being single is a choice. And I found a song that is actually called Single by Choice by the Bengals. Rebel, my engineer. Thank you. Will you play that for me? A divorce.
2: Listen to the solitary voice. Tell you I'm single
1: by choice. Single by choice. Never marry, never ever divorce. I listen to the solitary voice. Tell you I'm single by choice.
0: by choice by the bangles did you listen to the lyrics It sang single by choice never marry never ever divorce listen to the solitary voice i tell you i'm single by choice i know what you're thinking she can't be complete till the right kind of man comes sweep her off her feet well i've been there before times four or five times five with the right kind of man barely made it out alive I guess that was the wrong kind of man, not the right kind of man. (laughs) Alone but not lonely, I've made up my mind and chosen the life. It's a solitary kind. I got sun in the morning, got love in my day, and I don't waste one moment wishing it away. That sounds like my friend Whoopi Goldberg again. Now, that doesn't sound to me like someone who is necessarily happy to be single, but rather someone who's been hurt time and time again and has sworn off long-term relationships. Obviously, they haven't sworn off getting some (laughs) because that line in there says, I got sun in my morning, got love in my day, and I don't waste time wishing it away. So different strokes, literally and figuratively, different strokes for different folks. You know, when we fill out forms and applications, There's always that marital status place. And, of course, it usually says married, single, divorced. Then these days, it even says domestic partner. For our purpose today, I'd say there are at least six marital status categories. Married, single, happily married, happily single, unhappily married, Unhappily single. Of course, if they included those on applications, they would probably take forever to to complete, because people would be sitting there pondering, hmm, and who's going to see this form if I say unhappily married? I've often thought I should make a banner. I'd probably make a lot of money. Don't take my idea, rebel. Make a bumper, a, a banner for the bumper on people's cars. It just says, just married, nothing serious. <laughs> But, of course, it is serious and it's fun, too. I found another book. I I tell you all the time, I'm so amazed when I think of a topic and then I research it so I get more information to share with you. And I found uh, another book called The Single Woman, Life, Love, and a Dash of Sass. It's by Mandy Hale. Now, she says, single is no longer a lack of options but a choice. A choice to refuse to let your life be defined by your relationship status, but to live every day happily and let your ever after work itself out. She says, hope for love, pray for love, wish for love, dream for love, but don't put your life on hold waiting for love. And I think that's the essence of it. I like that. You know, I've been in long-term relationships most of my life. But the times in between, a year here, a couple of years there, I was happy. I was truly happy. It's true that I'm happiest in in a good relationship. But I have fortunately never felt desperate to be in one when I wasn't. I enjoyed my single life. And that's why a lot of people want to remain single. Because you have a freedom you don't have. When you have a partner, you have to consider or with whom you, have, you, you need to compromise if you want to make the relationship work. You don't have to check with someone first to see if you can do this or do that. You make your own plans. And again, I'm not promoting marriage and I'm not promoting single life. I'm just saying there are different ways of choosing to live your life. And one doesn't have to necessarily be that you're settling. You're settling for a single life, you're settling... With just anyone because you need to be married. You want to be married because you don't like the people. So you're at a certain age and you're not married yet. You couldn't convince anybody. You couldn't get anybody to marry you. They used to be more like that than it is today, I realize. But I think some people still fall into that category. They get nervous. It's like they feel they're free-falling. And they don't know where they're going to land when they're outside of a relationship. But, you know, it's been said that the greatest love affair you will ever have is with yourself. Because when the day is done, you're the one that you go to bed with every night. You're the one constant in your life. And what better song could I find to express that sentiment than Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. We'll take a short break. Be back in about six minutes Play Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All for Me, Rebel.
1: I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty. a sense a pride to make it easier Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be Everybody searching for a hero People need someone to look up to I never found anyone who fulfilled my needs a love ways to be, and so i learned to depend
0: you choose to accept it is to grab a copy of my book at the end of your rope tie a knot and hang on help has arrived ever felt you were at the end of your rope in my book you will surely find a new supply it's filled with humor and down-to-earth life strategies processes that will stir your inner workings and inspire you to choose a better way of being in the world you deserve to be happy just go to Amazon.com and enter my name, Camille Sanzone, or the title of my book, Your Troubles Will Self-Destruct, in Five Chapters.
1: I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Listen to Camille Sanzone, Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, to her show, a Not and Hang On. Help has arrived on W4WN, all-women radio. And don't you forget about it.
0: That was the great, late Whitney Houston singing the greatest love of all. The lyric in there, of course, what it says, it's not, it said it's easy to achieve. I don't know about that part. Loving yourself is not necessarily easy to achieve, but it is the greatest love. As I said earlier, it's been said that the greatest love affair you'll have throughout your life is the one you have with yourself because you're the one you always go to bed with no matter what else changes in your life. So you loving yourself and treating yourself well and thinking well of yourself and having that self-talk be good stuff, supporting yourself, saying things to yourself in your head that you would say to your best friend or to your beloved. And when you hear yourself start to say things that are negative, catch yourself, catch yourself and stop that and say erase, erase, erase and then say something positive. Replace that, replace it. I'm not glamorizing the single life, but I do believe you can be happy single. And I don't think moreover that you can truly be happily married if you can't be happy single. I wish more people would cultivate that, would take time from leaving the family household to getting married and becoming a couple. Take time to really explore who they are. You know, you've heard the expression, we've all heard it, about 50-50 when you get married, it has to be a 50-50 kind of relationship. That's not true. It, 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 the healthiest relationships are 100%, 100%. Two whole people coming together. Not, you're my better half or you're my other half. I mean, it sounds romantic. You know, I think gee, I'm on a Whoopi Goldberg thing today. Uh, she's written a book that's just recently out saying, uh, if you hear someone say, you complete me, Run. Uh, (laughs) nobody needs the burden of that that you complete somebody else again it sounds romantic but it's really not a a healthy way to go Uh, you don't you know it's hard to say you know codependence is supposed to be unhealthy but interdependence is healthy i rely on my partner she relies on me but god forbid if anything happened to her or anything happened to me i'd like to think the other could go on and still have a good life, maybe not as rich a life because we certainly would miss the other person, but not be crushed entirely because everything pinned on them. am i am I making that clear as mud? I think I am making it somewhat clear anyway. But getting married certainly doesn't necessarily increase one's happiness. Other people contribute to our happiness, but we have to work on being happy or at least content ourselves. There's no evidence that people who got married were more or less happy before marriage than people who stayed single. However, when researchers compared the married participants in a survey with people of roughly the same age who remained single, they found that the single people showed steeper drops in happiness over time. So while getting married doesn't make you any happier than you were prior to marriage it seems to protect against the decline of your happiness that would have been if you didn't get married clear as mud again i guess it's that people in relationships generally adapt better to major life events you know when you have that person there because for many marriage is a tried and true way to feel less lonely for sure Commit to someone for the rest of your life, and, well, hopefully you've gained a constant companion. And hopefully their presence is a positive one. But is it that marriage makes people happier, or that people who choose to marry already are happier, happier than most people? After all, most people who marry don't do so thinking that, let alone hoping that it won't last, you know, prenuptial agreements aside at least people in Hollywood. I don't know anybody else who's ever really done that. I guess they don't have a lot of rich friends. And, of course, some married partners live together alone. They really have two separate lives, and not happily. I mean, they one lives in one side of the house and one on the other, and they really don't connect. There's no intersection. And But they've made some kind of agreement. Sometimes the outside world is not even aware of that because they do get together when they go out socially or when they have people over but essentially they're living independently only under the same roof all I know is you're never more alone than when you are are in a miserable relationship and I know some people aren't exactly miserable when they're in marriage but they're not what I like to call over the moon happy I wonder how many people are, at least remain so, for the term of a relationship or marriage. I wouldn't think too many, not too many. I love the movie on Golden Pond because I loved the relationship between the characters played by Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda. Oh, the actress, by the way, was Sally Fields, that I couldn't think of before when I was uh, making a reference, but Rebel Told me in the chat room thanks anyway then there are the f- fortunate ones who get as close to their fantasy relationship as you can get which usually makes those around them feel like sticking their fingers down their throats like Joan Rivers used to hey, and upchucking you know you've seen it it may not be genuine and usually you don't think it is when you see one person fawning all over another person and honey sweetheart darling and can I do this and it seems ingenuine you know But I'm sure there are people like that. The reason I love that relationship and on Golden Pond with Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda is the apparent love they had for each other. And it was almost like they were in a club of their own. Uh, Other people didn't necessarily see that they had that kind of bond. I remember one line that Catherine Hepburn's character says to Henry Fonda. She says, you're the sweetest man in the world. It's a shame I'm the only one who knows it. You know? It just, I just, uh, I loved, I loved that relationship and watching it on the screen. Well, people talk about love at first sight, too. Funny, they're soulmates. At a certain point in my life, when I was about 45, I don't know, I just, I was in an unhappy relationship, and I knew, I knew it was ending. And I wondered, would I really be in love again? And I started sort of conjuring up an idea of the person I would love and live with for the rest of my life. I had sort of an outline in my head, you might see. And when I heard this next song for the first time, it expressed exactly how I felt when I actually met that person. Rebel play Savage Gardens, I knew I loved you before I met you. If you happen to be a person who wants to be in a relationship, married or not, I'm going to spend the next couple of minutes, according to research, giving you some tips on things happy couples do. They yell things like, woohoo, when their partner shares good news. Or well, when you see your partner half naked, no matter what shape you're in, hubba hubba and woohoo. They go. That goes a long way, a long way in relationships too. They create a haven or refuge out of their home for the other person. So no matter what else happens outside, once you walk in that house, you know, you can give a sigh of relief. Three, they tell each other on a regular basis, not only that they love each other, but how grateful they are to be spending their lives together. We say to each other, at one point, you're not during the day. One says, or the other one says, thank you for spending another day of your life with me. It it always feels fresh. It always feels new. Four, happy couples appreciate each other's gifts. They compliment each other. They discuss issues calmly, and, and, and not in an accusatory fashion. They appreciate each other. They forgive. They don't hold grudges. Five, they share guilty pleasures, watching silly game shows and yelling at the TV. Happily married couples know the importance of solitude, too. Time alone. Time alone allows you to explore your own unique gifts or or desires and, and hobbies. Yet they make time for each other. They help each other grow. They have goals in common. They embrace, trust, and avoid jealousy. They compromise, which is not the same thing as being compromised. They focus on what they want to see more of. In other words, they compliment instead of criticize. And they are each other's biggest fan. That may be the biggest thing of all. You've been listening to Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived. I'm your host, Camille Sanzone. I'm here live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Take a look at the titles of my old shows and give a listen when you have a chance. I think you'll like it. I hope you'll come back. Remember, kindness is contagious. Spread it around. And we're going to end today with Shania Twain singing You're Still the One. And I leave you with that song because after 20 years, you're still the one. Happy anniversary. Play it for me, Rebel.
1: When I first saw you. I saw love and the first time you touched me I felt love and after all this time you're still the one I love mm, Yeah Looks like we made it Look how far we've come up oh, baby